Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Chris Colbert of DCP Entertainment. Chris, it's awesome to have you on the show. It's a pleasure being here. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I wanted to read a little bit more about Chris so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Chris is the CEO and founder of DCP Entertainment, a media platform for underrepresented voices, including people of color, women, the LGBTQ community, and other overlooked communities. He began his career in audio production more than a decade ago as an intern and consultant for Sirius Satellite Radio, now Sirius XM Radio, where he helped create Jamie Foxx's comedy and music channels, The Fox hole. Having worked with names like Jamie Foxx, Ture, Joy Ann Reed, Zach Levitt, and Andrew Jinx, Joe Madison, Essence People, Cricket Media, Sports Illustrated, and the United Negro College Fund, Chris specializes in media partnerships and content development. Chris, you're doing so many phenomenal things. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through your CEO story? We'll let you get started with your business. Yeah. So um, as you had mentioned, I worked at Sirius Satellite Radio, now known as Sirius XM Radio. Um, and I actually left there. I was there for 11 years, went to a podcast company for a year where I was the VP of their um, programming division, heading up audio documentaries. And between those two companies, and just as I looked at the greater media landscape, I realized that there were a lack of opportunities being given, particularly to black people. Um, and as I expanded that, you know, I saw people of color, I saw women, people in the LGBTQ plus community, people with disability, just these pockets of individuals that actually are no longer minorities, if you really look at it. Um, and the lack of not only opportunities to be able to be hosts, but also the representation for those audiences, to be able to find people who look like them, people who have similar experiences as them. And so looking at that, and again, not just at the companies that I was at, I realized that just going between these different media companies to try to champion that kind of content, it can work, but I can do a much better job doing that out on my own with the relationships that I've cultivated at both of those places. And so it just made, I made the decision that instead of trying to work for all these other companies and help them do it, why don't I take that myself and help build something that I can truly feel passionate about, feel proud about, um, and can do it the way that I want to do it, um, again, in, in representing those communities and doing so in a responsible way. Yeah, absolutely. No, I definitely appreciate you doing it. Kind of, you know, the, the phrase I always kind of go back to a lot of times is creating a way sometimes out of no way, so to speak, where you don't see that opportunity, you don't see the voices are being um, kind of shown that opportunity as best as they could. So rather than saying, oh, somebody else should do it, you take on the entrepreneurial mantle and you decide, hey, let's build something, let me do it myself, and then start to leverage that experience and the partnerships as you mentioned as well. Absolutely. And, and I'm very fortunate because of my experience at Sirius. I was connected with some of those names that you mentioned, like the Jamie Foxes, like uh, a Joe Madison, um, like the United Negro College. Fund. Like I got the opportunity to expand my network when I was working for somebody else. And then when I left Sirius, I had these networks reaching out to me to say, hey, I heard you left Sirius. Now we can really work together. And so that actually gave me that additional push to say, all right, I actually have the resources to put this together, not only just from the host perspective, but the same thing on the producer side. I met so many 
talented individuals behind the camera, behind the microphone that, you know, we were able to bring to our company and there's still more out there um, that I'd love to be able to champion as well. But we have now people that can create the content, can host the content. And, you know, they were looking for opportunities in a company like mine. And so that gave that additional push to say, you have everything you need. Yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely a kind of that great reminder of sometimes when you take that, 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 that chance or, or go down the path that you may not necessarily know, you get that, that uh, reassurance that, hey, this is because so many people are also cheering you on as far as doing it. So I absolutely love that. So I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper, hear a little bit more on what we're cheering on. Can you tell us, take us through DCP Entertainment, exactly what you're doing and how you support the clients you work with? Sure. Yeah, we um, focus and, you know, a lot of our content right now is very black focused or, or ho- uh, programs that are hosted by black people, primarily because running urban talk and comedy for Sirius XM radio, which is the PC way of saying I ran black and Latino focused programming in the talk space. Because of that network, we do a lot of content um, that is black driven. So we have shows like Torrey show that's all about black excellence. We're talking to people like Spike Lee, Diddy, Tiffany Haddish, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, people in all these different areas to show that we're not a monolith as black people, but to show the um, ability for us to, you know, make it in any kind of uh, career field, any kind of endeavor. So we have a show like that, but we also have shows like Democracy-ish where uh, we have uh, Daniel Moody, who's a regular on MSNBC, paired also with Touré, where they talk about politics from the Black, uh, you know, very progressive perspective. Um, but then you have civil rights activists like Mark Thompson, Reverend Mark Thompson, who used to also be a host at Sirius XM, talking about social issues. And, you know, especially amongst this time that we're currently seeing with uprisings around the country, you know, what do we need to be doing? What do we need to be uh, uh, demanding? Uh, you know, really from an educational side and understanding our history and how we got here and how we are continuing to try to make changes. But then even beyond just that, you know, that black focused space, we also have shows like Pick Last and Gym Class that are all about, um, you know, representing the disabled community and not just saying, hey, look at me, I'm disabled, woe is me. It's, I just happen to be disabled and I'm a great host and I'm going to talk to people about overcoming adversity. I think the representation in that kind of show is great. And that's a show where we do as a company podcast and video content. That's a show that has a very uh, video forward uh, kind of program because, you know, now you can see these individuals who may have a prosthetic or may have some other kind of uh, ailment that you can't necessarily hear or see, you know, if you're listening to it on a podcast, but in video, you can feel that representation a lot more. And then we have shows like Inner Space that are about mental health, you know, talking to different celebrities or people in business or everyday individuals about how prevalent uh, mental health issues are within our lives, but also how should we be maintaining our mental and emotional well-being on a regular basis. So our business model in terms of how we do these shows is that we partner with uh, uh, influencers, you know, people who are out there doing the work, um, or we partner with brands, again, brands that are doing the work to help them to reach the communities that they're trying to reach, um, and doing so with letting them understand how to, to cater their message on the podcast audio-only platform, and then also how to do so in the video platform if we think that that's a mechanism to reach people. So, you know, basically what we do is we allow um, hosts allow brands to truly speak to these audiences that they want to reach without this corporate filter. We're not, yes, we're a, a profit business. We want to do advertising and things like that, but we're never going to put advertising on shows that's going to then hinder that show from being able to say what they want to say and do what they want to do. We're not catering our message for the advertisers. We're catering our message for the audience. 
Yeah, absolutely. You're doing it for the people. And I think so many times we forget that uh, in businesses, sometimes forget that when you actually create something, you're creating it for the people. And when sometimes the advertiser or the advertiser check comes in, it changes the entire direction of the show. So I, I love that. Obviously, you're creating and it sounds like in a lot of different ways, um, a step away from that monolithic experience that you mentioned as well, too, whether that be black or disabled or whatever um, kind of group that might be where so many times we see or experience one aspect of that through media. And we think that, that that's all that there is, but in reality you're creating and have a platform by which you're creating a more um, holistic or varied experience that I think is uh, great for everybody. Absolutely. And making sure that people who are listening feel like their voices are being reflected in the content. Mm -hmm. I think that's important, especially in this new age of authenticity. We use that word a lot now. And to be truly authentic, you can't have that filter that's thinking in the back of your mind, are we going to lose an advertiser if we say X, Y, and Z? No, the advertiser should be happy to be a part of something that is so outspoken. And so let them cater themselves to you and not the other way around. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very strong uh, uh, reminder to, to kind of be who you are, be true to you are, be authentic to who you are, whether that be your business or your personal life. And then the people that should be around you or the brands that should be around you will be attracted to you, not the other way around, as you said. So definitely <laughs> yep. appreciate that. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for you personally or your business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I think part of it is the, the, you know, no corporate filter that I mentioned, but I think tied into that is that we very much work in partnership with the people that we work with. I've worked at other media companies where you may say that you're partnering, but at the end of the day, you're making, you know, the major company, the company who's doing the producing of the content is making all the decisions. You know, I really like to work with our hosts to say, can we be doing something better to market you, to book talent for you? Um, it's not just, hey, we're just doing what we're doing and you just have to deal with it. It's no, do you have other resources that can make us better. And part of that is because we're still a young company. And so we still are molding ourselves. But I, I would like to think that as we get bigger, um, as we become a major company, that we'll continue to have that DNA of we're truly working with the people that we're hosting with, because they know their audience best, they know their potential audience best. And so who better to tell you how to reach those audiences and how to speak their language than the people who already have that audience's attention. Awesome. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective? Um, lately, it's been the virtual assistant. I'm not sure if this has been brought up a few times on your show, but the virtual assistant has been really helpful, especially for more of the uh, minute tasks, tasks that aren't very difficult, but just take time. So, you know, I think any business, regardless of what field you're in, you know, you're looking at analytics on a regular basis. And that those analytics for us come from so many different sources. They come from YouTube, they come from these podcast hosting platforms, they come from our website. Um, and you know, Google. So we have our virtual assistant go through and aggregate all that information, put it into a format that's easily digestible for me, for our team, for our host, our partners. Um, so that's something that's been a great hack for me that before I was spending, you know, four plus hours a week just trying to aggregate all that information together um, and put it into the kind of format that are easily readable for everybody. And now, you know, I just pay someone, you know, an additional, you know, 20 something dollars uh, a week to, to handle that for me. Um, and so for me, I think that's been the biggest uh, hack business-wise um, at the moment. Um, love that. And so now I want to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. 
Yeah, and I think you kind of touched on it a little while ago, but I think the biggest is being um, being flexible. You know, things are not always going to go according to plan. You should have your plan A, your plan B, your plan C, and sometimes all those plans get blown up at the same time. <laughs> so understand that you're sometimes going to have to pivot, um, and you know, try you know, try not to get just so down in that moment. Just try to always be proactive in your thinking in terms of, okay, what is next? Obviously, you want to figure out how to avoid having the same situation happen again, but your immediate thought needs to be, how do I, how do I, uh, how do I move on to the next thing? How do I either improve on, on what just happened? And then you can go back and try to put those fail-safes in place. But just always be ready that your plans could blow up at any given moment, regardless of, you know, what aspect of your business um, that you're looking at. Absolutely. So um, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Chris, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, and I've, I've heard some of the ones from your past guests, and I think they're definitely spot on. I think leadership comes up a lot. And I'll, I'll guess I'll fine tune that definition a little bit more to say, I think that being a CEO is proactive leadership. Um, I know I just used that word a little while ago as well, but I, I very much believe in it. I don't think you should be reactionary. If you're a CEO, you should be looking big picture. Every decision you make, even in those moments where there's an emergency and you have to get a quick fix, you should be thinking about, okay, what's the short-term ramifications of this? But also, what are the long-term ramifications of dealing with this? Um, so, you know, the same thing goes with any contract you're signing. You're looking at the fine print and, and anticipating things going wrong or anticipating the person you're going into business with to try to finagle things to work better in their favor. Even if you trust them, you need to be thinking proactively of, okay, what if this happens? What recourse do I have? What safety net do I need to put in place? Um, and so, yeah, being a proactive thinker and thinking bird's eye view, which also then again means that you should be delegating certain tasks so you have the ability, have the time to think from that bird's eye view. I think that's really important and also is something that will influence the culture of your business. When you're thinking proactively and thinking two, three, four, five steps ahead, that then permeates with the rest of your team. And so they are then doing the same thing and you just become better as a company when you're thinking, okay, where is, are things going as opposed to reacting to where are things now and trying to catch up to everybody because by the time you catch up you know they've already moved on so you're better to try to lead than to try to follow and be reactionary truly appreciate that i uh, appreciate that definition chris and i appreciate your time even more what i wanted to do is pass you the mic so to speak just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know and of course how best they can get a hold of you find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on yeah, so I think um, the only other thing I would add, because I think this has been a great conversation, the only other thing I would add is that I think there's a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs that are listening to this show, and I think the biggest thing is, you know, don't get discouraged in the day-to-day -day, uh, things that, you know, may, may feel like failures. You know, I like to tell people that um, I don't believe I've ever failed in anything because, you know, those are moments to be able to then pivot and to try to improve on something. It's only in failure when you really give up. Um, and so I don't see failures, I see opportunities. And so I, I'd like to kind of impart that on, on fellow entrepreneurs, people who are looking to aspire to, to start a business that you're gonna go through tough times, but you know, always remind yourself that you know, you've probably been through some traumatic experiences in your life and you're still here. And so to always draw back and kind of like we were just talking about before, look at that big picture view of your own life to say, this is just a quick moment within the greater uh, landscape of, of what I'm trying to accomplish. And you know, don't get too bogged down on some of the things that don't necessarily go the way that you want them to. Yeah, um, yeah, and as for us, for DCP, to, for, for myself, if you want to kind of follow what we're doing, uh, our company, DCP Entertainment, is on all social media platforms, um, at DCP Official. 
Um, and you can go to dcpofficial.com to check out our website, check out all of our shows. I'm not as interesting on social media. Uh, I just tend to, you know, post pictures of uh, throwback uh, moments in radio and, uh, you know, some of my baby pictures and stuff. But if you are so inclined, I'm on Instagram, uh, Chris Colbert Report. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd push you to DCP official. They're, they're a lot more fun to follow. <laughs> All right. That definitely sounds good. We will have those links and information in the show notes just so that everybody can follow up with you as well, too. But uh, I definitely appreciate that reminder. Again, kind of speaking to that mentality that we need to have in business. And I think once we understand, sometimes to some degree, it's kind of like a video game. If we understand that we didn't fail, we get to start again and we get to start again with that data or that information on how to be better. It starts to change our approach and our, our mentality towards those roadblocks those things that pop up and we start to become stronger as a result of going through those experiences not worse because we completely shut off the game so to speak so i uh, appreciate that that reminder appreciate your time even more and i hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day thank you for listening to the i am ceo podcast powered by blue 16 media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.